Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Thank you for tuning in to Right Nowish. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, and I'm currently having a reflective moment of gratitude. How fortunate am I? I have a job where I get to talk to the artists behind the song that I've been playing all summer. The song is like the audio equivalent to driving down Highway 1 during sunset. It's aptly titled Chardonnay, and it's written and performed by Siomata. The song that I've fallen in love with is off her latest album, Sisters. The full project features a wide array of music. Some tracks are up-tempo and funky, some are slow and melodic, there's elements of Bay Area culture, West African spirituality, and rock music. She says that's her aim, to be unconfined in making music, and most importantly, to have fun doing so. All of this has led me to wonder about who and what has influenced Siomata, and if that song that I love, Chardonnay, is about um, influences as well. I got questions. Siomara has answers. Let's get to it. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. So I've listened to your latest album, Sisters. Beautiful artwork. It's great writing. It's a wide array of just different vibes. And so I definitely want to talk to you about that album in particular, and then also a step back into some of your influences. Thank you for listening to the record. It's um, brand new, so I'm still getting used to it being in the hands of others, but I appreciate your ear. For sure. 
Okay, first song, first thing I gotta ask you about, Chardonnay. Don't order the expensive Chardonnay. So is that like a request for sobriety? Like, could we break down some of the lyrics in that joint? It's an inside joke. I don't like Chardonnay, or I didn't really before, really before the song was released. I wasn't drinking Chardonnay. I'm a red wine or nothing gal. Me too. You know, <laughs> it's okay. robust. It's got a certain earthiness. That lyric came to me because I was accepting uh, circumstances in my life that I knew I didn't align with. Don't order the expensive Chardonnay is like, don't do anything that'll cross a boundary for you, even if it puts you in a, a, an opulent space. Mm. Okay, let's be clear, brother. I'm from here, not out here. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I was making a lot of money at the time, and life okay. was and life was still uh, really tough to deal with. So Chardonnay is about examining this desire for some far off thing, some opulent thing, and getting real and saying, "No, nah, I need to let that go and stay in the moment." About living within your means. Yes, exactly. It's, I couldn't say it better myself. You could just answer the questions from here on out. <laughs> it's exactly okay, it. Okay. Don't do it, you know? Going from Chardonnay, I'm just going to jump down the album to The Rattler. You're still the only one that I need Till you're right there looking at me The Rattler, when I hear it, it makes me think of strong, bold, red lipstick and a blade under the tongue. Dark club and leather boots, you know? Like, bring me into uh, some of the influences that went into The Rattler. Writing that song, it was early in the pandemic. Frankly, I was bored because I was isolated and wanted to fall into a character that I can't necessarily manifest, like going into the bar with the, with the spike heel boots and the, and the red lip. Concept was, was really just projecting a badass rock and roll side of my artistry and myself, and also digging into a little bit of the trip hop Portis head kind of influenced. Nice, it's evident. It's just fun to go from song to song to see the spectrum, the points on the spectrum you touch. Um, Little Angel gives me Sunday night oldies, low rider, down the strip vibes, you know, just Low and slow. Like what? What went into the thinking behind that song? Little Angel is actually about children. I, I wrote it with the intention of others putting their own story on it and just making it a very universal love song.
And so that's a song intended for, you know, from person to person to say, I'm thinking of you, you're wanted here, you know, you're accepted, it's all love kind of thing. And it came, it was inspired by um, a little girl that I was taking care of at the first part of the quarantine. Uh, a little sister, if you will. There is a sister in every single song on the album, and some of them know who they are and some of them don't. And that's what Sisters was an exercise in. You know, being able to actually like close everything out creatively and take time and not think about these dudes out here and not think about whether, you know what I'm saying? Whether or not he, who's talking to who. Like, man, I need the space to say this because I, I don't have another space in this life. Like I don't have another, there is no, there's no better feeling, and this is vulnerable because I feel like, you know, it's another sacred thing. There's no better feeling than hanging out with a bunch of black women. Okay, so in a similar vein, your song, Mary New Religion, is about centering black women in their safety. The lyrics that stand out for me are, tell me when you hear of a man that isn't dangerous. I noticed that a lot of particularly cisgender heterosexual men struggle with hearing feedback in regards to the behaviors that manifest due to this kind of the patriarchal influence in society that we live in. Mary is about that. It's about listening to black women and questioning um, the conditioning that exists within, no matter what your walk of life is. Put frankly, I just wanted to talk my shit and make a point that just because a man said it doesn't mean it was Bible. That's what I've discovered about religion as well, is that when you believe in things you don't understand, then you suffer. Hearing and experiencing this, the levels of disrespect that go on. Black women shouldn't need to re-traumatize themselves to teach people how to treat us. And I don't think we're going to moving forward. I hope that we don't moving forward. Crucial conversations, definitely. Yeah. Uh, your father actually plays on the album. Um, how has your family influenced your music? As soon as I could hold claves, which is um, an instrument that keeps time, essentially, that keeps uh, a rhythm, a certain rhythm, my father was like making me play them, not making me, but asking me to play them while he was playing congas, and would have me sing call and response songs with him. 
either, you know, in Spanish or in Yoruba, which he also speaks. He has devoted his life to learning all aspects of his craft. And so um, in an attempt to show, to display that, I wanted to bring him in on this album so that he could play percussion and immortalize a lot of that that I grew up with. So what you're hearing is literally what I was hearing, you know, from the time I was in utero on. So, and then my mother, she was an electrical engineer in the 80s. I grew up in the bowels of KPFA, of that office, you know, um, wiping the dust off, you know, off, off of uh, the tape. Right, right. The reel to reel. A baby baby running around KPFA fucking with shit. <laughs> For Runaway Caroline, my mother contributed something that uh, the ocean recording that you hear on that track is from Havana, Cuba, when she was out there doing her recordings in radio. Both my parents have been steeped in the music scene. She's also um, a dancer. That's how they met. My, my father was drumming in a class and she was dancing. So she she's OG salsa dancer. Okay. Theme by all the styles. So my mom, and she does DJ a little bit, but only sometimes. So our whole family is is musical. I got cousins who play music. It, it just it flows through you. And then and musical influences. You went, mentioned one of my favorite musical influences and, and didn't even say his name, but you said a quote from him in terms of uh, being very superstitious. My question is, knowing that you've been influenced by artists of all different backgrounds and genres, who's the one? Who's the one artist who's influenced you the most? Stevie Wonder! I'll say it nicer. Stevie Wonder is the most influential artist for me in my life that is the person who I listen to the hardest, who I listen to the most, um, who I learn something from every single time I turn his music on, I learn something. But the story behind like kind of like coming into my voice um, involves Stevie Wonder. I was in a, the elementary school and was asked for the very first time to do a solo song in one of the plays. I Can Only Be Me by Stevie Wonder. You can only be you. I can only be me. And it's a hefty song for an 11 year old. It's very, for any, you know, for anybody and from any walk of life or any age, but like it felt heavy and I'll never forget this. Somebody's parent or someone, some adult that I didn't really know came up after the show and was like, wow, you sound really good. And that was it. And that was motherfucking it. When you tell someone they can do something, they step into themselves in a different way. So I appreciate whoever that was. Have no idea who it was, but that's the story. Planted the seed. And I'm a firm believer in that, like saying that I see you is one of the greatest compliments and not like physically see you, but I observe who you are and what you're striving for. And so, yeah. I gotta ask the other side of the influence question is, with this work that you put out, what do you hope that your influence is on the world? Sisters is, is, is an album that is an attempt at me saying like, I'm here, I'm listening. 
I want to speak on, you know, my experience and I also want to help others speak on their experience. Whatever impact that I have on this industry, I would like to have, um, I would like to be part of the number that shifts things so that we can get to having fun, so that we can get to being free with our music, so that we can get to uh, learning together and making it better and better and better. I'll end this the same way I started it, with immense gratitude. Thank you, Siomara, for your time, for your art, for your reminder that we don't have to buy that expensive Chardonnay, man. Live within your means and have meaning to how you live, period. To our audience members, I invite you to follow Siomara on Instagram at Grace Boogie. That's spelled G-R-A-C-E-B-O-O-G-I-E. The producers of this episode are Marisol Medina Cadena and Gary Baca. Our editors this week are Jessica Platchett, Kiana Mogadam, and Molly Solomon. Our engineer is Sil Muller. Ashley Ng and Sarah Pineda make up the engagement team. KQED execs are Erica Aguilar, David Marcus, and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, inviting y'all to share some music with me. If you got a song you've been listening to for the past couple of weeks or months, send it my way. OGPen on Twitter or Instagram, that's O-G-P-E-N-N, or email me at pharshaw at kqed.org. Again, with gratitude, peace. Right Now-ish is a KQED production. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randadid Fatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.